Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Cody forgot to turn on the music, but we are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hi, I'm Punk. I'm playing Ariel Arclight, the hero rogue monk fighter. Hey, I'm Mars. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Widow Scout, who somehow is still alive. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Welcome to what is a uh, going to be a unique episode that we are doing tonight. We are going to do some role play. We have had uh, some tech emergencies. We have had some health emergencies. We have had some driving emergencies. We have had all sorts. Our, our emergency meter it continues to run high. But, oh, right, I have to reframe us because I had originally framed us to have... Five and six people, so, you know, all good. I'm going to do that now. Um, it is going to be a little bit of a different show tonight. So if you are joining us for the first time, thank you for being here. If you're an old uh, old hand at repping the rep, thank you for coming back. We love you. We appreciate you. You make us the best that we can be. Um, like the army? Why did my brain just do that? That's odd. Oh. Yeah, but it did. Oh, boy, howdy, didn't it? Um, so. Well, considering uh, we're trying to build up an army to take some stuff out. Uh, Mars coming through with a segue. I like it. Nicely done. Nicely done. Kudos points for Mars. Adjusting the frame still. So um, what are we doing tonight? Uh, we... We're planning on planning. That was the that was the statement last week, and so planning will happen. It's going to happen, but it's going to happen in a little bit of a um, out of character kind of way. And it's something that I'm really excited to get your feedback in, uh, to get the players' feedback in, to include everybody. So it's going to be a little more of a community night. We can do some Q and A. We might do some role play. We might not, or it'll be limited what what role play we do so it's a different type of show tonight but this is all in service of next week and next week is going to be fantastic because we are going to have i believe a two night disasters extravaganza uh if you don't know our stream anniversary is this saturday or sunday saturday looking for it Saturday yeah our stream anniversary is this Saturday and that is going to kick off our stream anniversary week with the finale of the prologue for Mask of Narlahotep so if you like Call of Cthulhu uh, they've made it to the pyramid they've they've they know where the father of maggots is there are still uh Kersiri around and magic and and uh madness to be to be explored Super excited for that. We're going to go into, we're going to have a, uh, an episode of Blades in the Dark hopefully next week. We're going to hopefully have two episodes of um, Disasters and Danger next week uh, as we do this big Feywild fight. And um, what is going to be probably the, the hopefully one of the most dramatic and, and impactful uh, combats. Uh, on a player scale and on a warfare scale. And to that end, we are using uh, Matt Colville's Kingdoms and Warfare is uh, is a book that I just picked up and these three wonderful people who have all DM'd before are going to help me explore with that said. Um, real quick, 
NorseFoundry.com. Enter the promo code REPRPG, R-E-P-R-P-G. Get yourself uh, Elderwood Academy dice boxes. Get yourself some Norse Foundry dice. Uh, and get yourself 15% off of your entire order. Uh, hey, weird chick. Nice to see you. Um, and help out the stream. Yeah, all the goodness. Uh, Junk Drawer Show, I think, is on a hiatus. I was muted, and yes, we are on a hiatus. We're on a hiatus due to uh, births of babies and burnout and life stuff. And if you want to check us out, junkjoreshow.com. Uh, also, I've been streaming fighting games recently. Weird Chick hung out with me on Monday. Which yeah. Was really cool. And watch me throw hands because nice. I really like doing it. Weird Chick is, uh, is the greatest very very much a fan of her super happy to have her here in the chat um even though i spelled weird wrong um i just looked over and saw that uh and then uh lance orlando what, what's going on with you guys lance orlando is currently still having practices on sundays so if you're an orlando local and would like to participate in doing real life versions of you know, the crazy stuff we do here, not the magic part, because we still haven't figured that out. But the sword swinging and axe and, you know, staff that part, throwing hands, lots of hands throwing. We do that. We do that well. And mm-hmm. we do that in a way that we don't hurt each other. We uh. do that every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Cypress Grove Park, all the way towards the back of the park. So if you're interested in hopping in and learning how to do that, just come meet us out there. Sounds good. Sounds very, very good. Um Skills, powerful, blah, blah, Okay, there's lots of things happening there. Um, so that is awesome. So we're going to get into uh, a bit of planning, a bit of behind-the-scenes game prep, um, a bit of uh, lore, lore dump, if you guys have, have missed some things, and then some, some different roleplay things, maybe. Um, and uh, Punk was just telling me you picked up Elden Ring. I did. Yes, yes. Oh, buddy. Well, uh, we, we have a great community that is very helpful. I know Tristan is always willing to jump in and help you with a boss or show you where something is. I am, uh, I, if, you want, if you want help but will still, still want to struggle with it, I will happily help. Uh, if you want help and, and want to just get, get a bad guy crushed, uh, Tristan or Andrew, Backpack Gamer, who had a, a computer malfunction uh, ju- uh, like right before the show. Um, or any number of them are around. Aiden I was also in the server, so a lot of great people playing that game. I'm also going to be playing more of Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands, which is which is super exciting and fun. So, oh my god, yes, been looking to get my hands on that. That it, looks hysterical and amazing. It's good. I'm I'm actually I've decided all the characters that I make to play with people are going to be based on Hal's victors. They're gonna. I'm gonna multi-class them all from Hal's victors. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I, I made Hal, uh, who's a worm bringer or what, whatever the like little dragon dude is. Uh, and then I made Lundis, who's a stabomancer, and they're gonna multi-class. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for the for the theme. Those are those are some old school NPCs from from way back in pre-stream slash uh, stream one days. <laughs> so, um. Yes. Let's get into 
let's get into whatever we're doing, um, which I am. Yeah, we don't know. It's a little. We're 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 doing it live, folks. We're doing it live. Um, so somebody get duct tape chewing gum and a prayer because we're building armies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it'll still go better than Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Sorry, what? Yikes. <laughs> I only have one goal in World War Three, and that's to save Hasbulla. Okay. Like like the Mandalorian and the child. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I will save Hasbulla. It's gonna be great. Under under understood. I um I think the the best worst meme I've ever seen about it, and it was before uh the 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 invasion, but it was it's a it's like a comic strip newscaster, right? Um, World War Three now underway. Uh, and then it cuts to the outside of the uh, Activision studios. <laughs> in the Call of Duty, like, boardroom. They're like, yeah, we have something new. It's not World War II stuff anymore. I blame Activision for the rise of fascism in America because we stopped shooting digital Nazis and then everybody was like, they must not be that bad. So we're like, gonna, we can, we can cool. do this now, right? <laughs> you know when you put it that way. I'm just, right? <laughs> back back when Call of Duty was about, war, back in my day when Call of Duty was about World War Two, we didn't have all this oh, out in the open fascism. You had to hide that shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm we so didn't sorry. Have these, we didn't have these same <laughs> bots. We had to aim by ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I apologize, guys. Uh, it, <laughs> hopefully, I didn't just make <laughs> didn't just make punk. I <laughs> super uncomfortable. Uh, we cannot. We we've already broken computers. We've broken several things this week. Please I, don't break punk. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I know. That's. I. I really no. can't. I can't break. I can't break punk. <laughs> Um, oftentimes, yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's make some units. Let's talk about where, we, where we are at in the, um, in the process of, of this. And you know what? I may, I may old school, like print up some, um, some units, or if one of you would some blank unit sheets, if one of you would like to maybe Google foo and see if somebody, cause this book's been out for a minute. Um, see if somebody would has made either like a um, PDF or some form, not a PDF, probably like a Google doc or some form of like an Excel sheet, Excel spreadsheet. Exactly. Um, that'll kind of collate stuff for us. That'll be nice. But, our adventure is in the Feywild, and that is what we are talking about, it, trying to save now. Um, you guys are, you have returned from Eberron to the Feywild. You have brought our Arclight with you. We are building armies, that is right. Nice to see you, babe. I hope you're feeling okay. I did get your messages. We've had a, a string of emergencies around here, so, you know, we're hanging in there, just like everybody else. Um, you guys have returned from the Feywild and are prepping the final um, siege of of the last bastion of the of the Feywild, which is uh, the city of the Winter Spire. Right now, we you do have you immediately have access to uh, I'd say at least a unit from each of the Fey courts. 
uh, maybe one unit of summer, but maybe two of spring, two of fall. Uh, if somebody wants to kind of track this as my brain cooks into gear. And um, six units of winter. I'd say three units of winter for what had remained of the winter people and three units of winter from the winter citadel. That's just my, my mind sort of tracing things together. And I think that's Arms, a, are you tracking this? Because right now all I did I was look it. through the content table and all and I said regions of bugbear and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was I was about to start writing it down. Thank you, Mars. Uh, someone wants to fill you in. You'll be struck in construction traffic for some time. Yeah. Here to here to help Pixie, here to vamp and and do all of the things. And uh, as we are going, bless Bless my players. You guys are amazing and willing to. You showed up to play D and D, and you got roped into campaign planning. So, welcome. <laughs> my bread and butter. Exactly. You guys are amazing at it. I knew. I, I knew I came to the right people. Um. So that and that may be too many units, right? We may need to just to keep numbers of things happening simple. Simple. We may need to. Um, Make all make it you know zero from summer, one from spring and fall, two from from each of the winter locations, right? Um, yeah. So that I think covers the basics of the Fey Court. Let's let's go with those first numbers. And um, which way do we want to approach this? Do we want to get? Let's. Do you want to build? units as we go or do we want to figure out all the units we have and then gather up all our units and then build them each after that i'm more partial to gather and fell okay perfect just to, that's that, that's just me personally i am i am on board with that that is that yeah, is a so great yes yeah, so that way if we're exploring and we happen to come across somebody else who want to recruit, we could just get it all in one shot and then just mass build. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. That sound that sounds great. Um, so that is the base we are starting out from. Okay. Um, we had talked about a few different places that you guys have been in the past that may provide some some good um, opportunities to to have some brief interactions as well as um, gather up units from them. Um, where would, who would like to go first? Where would you guys like to start? What do you think would be a good, good place or person or point of contact to, to check in on? I mean, I feel the two of you have like a obviously deeper roots in the in the campaign in the world, um, but I go ahead. Go, you're good. That was me oh. breathing. Sometimes I get sometimes <laughs> sometimes I, 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 I breathe like an asthmatic child. I don't know. You're good. You're like. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'd like to see if there's anything I can round either from the uh, Church of the. Uh, Silver Flame, where I'm, uh, where I kind of uh, 
commune from, or uh, if there's anything in the nation of Andera that I might be able to round something up yeah. uh, between reps, a rep, reputation between me and, and hopefully uh, Burkhardt or something. Absolutely. We had, uh, we had talked about your, uh, your and Burkhardt's connection to the Royal Eyes of Andere, which is the Andarian right. spy organization. Um, so you, you do have a, uh, a point of contact with them. Um, mm -hmm. And you, just knowing the character that you are uh, based off of, um, you, yeah, you absolutely have at least a, maybe not like a regional, like a cardinal point of contact, but, but mm -hmm. all of the Silver Flame are, Silver Flame hate werewolves. They hate yeah. lichens, they hate abominations and aberrations. And they're not big fans of the undead either. So you could, um, you could make some. We can, yeah. Let's make some. Let's let's do that. Where would which one would you like to start with? I think uh, easiest would start with, or at least the easiest to get on board would probably be Church of the Silver Flame. Okay. Uh, either through uh, the Order of Ministers or any of the friars, cardinals, just anyone that I know that I don't know if going up to the tippy top would work. Um, but so you're, you know. you're probably not going to get to the top because, uh, I love the meme of Eberron. It's run by 12 year old, uh, waifu girls. Um, cause the, it's odd. There's like a handful of super powerful, um, tween, girls <laughs> um and and Sounds like anime yeah it, it is and one of them is the the head of the church of the silver flame or she's the embodiment of the silver flame um there is another guy it's a whole thing doesn't matter but let, let's go a little more regional with that okay um yeah because uh jayla darren is the current keeper of the silver flame um but not not somebody you're gonna do business with directly. Um, right. Let's say, interesting so far. I'm glad you like it. Uh, let's say you have a meeting with. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, Maybe the Order of Templars? Yeah. Since they specialize in vampire, witch, or fiend? Yeah, exactly. Um, Order of Templars with... Um, excuse me. They all have naming conventions, and my brain is running through no, names. No um, um Barkin. Cardinal Barkin. Cardinal Barkin. Um, yep. Silver Flame. And I would Templars. like to bring my uh if I if you know Tal Roth and Treasure wanna tag along, I'm more than happy to have you guys come. Sure. With. Um so you are meeting with them. You are in the city of uh, double checking canon um okay so this uh 
going by the the naming here, um, it would be Argent Barkin. Argent Barkin. Okay. Yeah, Argent is the um, he's like a colonel, which yeah. I believe is above major. Um, it is now. It is for this. Done. Um, you're meeting with him in the city of... Let's see. We are so good at D&D. We have everything prepared all of the time. Super good at this. Especially during a prep episode. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. Right. I, I don't. I don't do monsters on the fly. What? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've never been. I've never been surprised at what a monster could do in the middle of combat and realized, oh, they probably should have died. <laughs> um, Me sitting there with Strahd the last time I ran a game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll say that you're meeting in the um. There's a crossroad city of Galt. Um, which is relatively close to Tower Valiant and Tower Vigilant, which are major, or let's say Vanguard Keep. Those are major okay. places that um, Ondair has um, has soldiers. So yeah, Galt is a good place because Thrain and Ondair, Thrain's the real place where the military is the Silver Flame, but you wouldn't right. go to them. Um, but you, you do it. There are Templars within Galt near the Eldritch Groves, and um, they they definitely do the witch hunting. They do the lichen hunting, especially into and out of the Eldine reaches. Um, they do all of those those sort of things. Um, you are in Galt near the um, Templar training barracks. That is okay. attached to the Cathedral of the Silver Flame. Um, it's one of the larger churches that is in the area. And in the background, you can hear the um, bashing of, of shields and swords against uh, dummies as the drill sergeant uh, calls out, you know, numbered commands and steps. Um, you are walking around the grounds with Argent Barkin who is an older gentleman. Um, he, you can tell um, from his beard, being more white than than black at this point, that he has been both a member of this organization for a long time and is somebody of, uh, of respect. Um, you also notice that he, while he shaves his head, um, <clears throat> it's like a day from from his last shave so he's he's bald on top and is probably shaving it all the way around for those of you that can see him um just to to keep keep things uh yeah. looking neat on him um we'll assume that you have explained the the basic importance of of what is happening, unless you would like to attempt to recap, in which you are welcome to try. Um, I believe the extent of what was explained to me 
was by Tauroth upon meeting him, which was, do you hate mummies? And do you want to fight mummies? That's about as much as I know in context of the game. So I would assume we explained in a much greater detail to sure. to our new friend. Um, yeah. So so that you as a player know. Because, um, you know, we're, I'm glad you're still here. Glad you're sticking around. Um, yeah, for sure. The... The mummies are it's old civilization helped the Fae and and some celestials kick out um, dangers from the outer realms, old gods, sort of things. Okay. Um, humans had gone mad, but had bartered for immortality, for longer life, the way the Fae had it, and they sort of turned that into a uh, a curse upon them. Hence the mummyism. Mm-hmm. They've returned, and the mummy rot that they brought with them was incurable. And so, over a stretch of time, it has corrupted every tree, every blade of grass, every soldier that they have fought, and those that have fallen to it have turned into what is known as the choking sands. Okay. Uh, so the Feywild is 90% desert of of this rotted, you know, a vibrant place of life that is now wild with magic, all of that sort of thing, underneath a sand uh, a, of death, of ash and mm-hmm. death. Um, and so when the Archivist faced off against them last time, the mummies... Um, The mummy lords came together to form one evil mummy lord. They had gone to Eberron to get the hearts for the mummy lord. Have to have to have the hearts, have to give the organs back in order to mm-hmm. finally kill it. They've also found a, a cure, although it is a slow cure, for the mummy rod. Right? So now it's an attempt to remove the pharaoh and mummy Voltron exactly to remove the Pharaoh <laughs> and prevent the last city of the Feywild from being overrun. And if they can do that, then they have the means to rebuild out and, and put the sand, put the sands and ash away. Okay. Um, so does that as a, from as a player make sense? Yes. Great. But that's kind of all I can hope for. That's <laughs> all you need, man. Yeah, man. I got you. Um, so as you're explaining that, do me a favor, and um, you can make a persuasion check uh, with advantage, uh, especially because you are plying on the Silver Flame's hatred of the undead. Okay. I would like to say, while... Well, persuading uh i got a oof 15 okay Uh, i would just like to just point out while we're kind of walking and just say isn't it per the church of the silver flame that there are hierarchies to evil there are the entities of alien evil and 
those who choose evil and the evil within, but this seems to be both an unnatural evil with your undead and, of course, lycanthropes, I don't have to tell you that, but also innate evil, like uh, monsters. And what's to say if they take over the Feywild, we're not next. You do make a strong point. Went to law school for it. The magics of Eberron do ebb and flow with the movement of the planes. Thalanus being the strongest source of magic. The faith of the silver flame does allow the faithful a great many gifts. But our world does rely on the magics of the arcane. So, I can muster what knights I can, Templars, to assist in this effort. It is in line with our oath and with our service. So, with your 15, I am going to say you can put together a, um, a, probably a tier two, tier three unit. Um, okay. Of knights. Of knights. Yeah. They, or, or clerics, if you wanted to do like a religious order from uh, either the heroic organization, a religious order, right? It would also be a, a, a good place to kind of, kind of pull from. Um, and let me see, where's the building units section that I can look over that. Um, okay, that, that high-pitched squeak in this track this overture of the Grand Theater, that is not, that's that's not okay, my dude. That is killing me. We are not doing that again. Stop that. Um, yeah. Uh, the nice thing about this is he's not going to ask for anything in return. You made a very okay. good argument uh, about what, um, about why they, ooh, why they should participate. That's not what I wanted to happen. Do that. Okay about why they should participate and um oh that's also not good okay um and so he he's going to do it just for for the zealotry and for the cause which is yeah. which is great um because a lot of a lot of times these guys are they're going to want things look for things need things all of that sort of stuff right um so yeah. Uh, who else wants to go somewhere? Could I say before we leave? Yeah, of course, please, please, him, please. Just because I'm a nerd and I want to wear it, could I ask him to make me a helmet that looks a little, maybe a little fiendish to strike fear into the enemies of my enemies? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh yeah. I love this. That's that's great. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've been wearing this a lot. I love like, it. Oh, God. <laughs> just is. Very good lawyer. <laughs> that's that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. A hundred percent. Yes. Oh boy. All right. <sighs> Sounds well, good. If we're trying to figure out where to go next, uh, I think a good a good starting point would be back at the school. Okay. Uh, that sound that sounds good. Back to Dorian's dawn. Upon your you have returned. It is man at least eighteen months later. I think two years. It took you guys about a year to get there, and it, and you've been at least six months kind of afterwards. So, so yeah, about two years, um, six months, eighteen months at least. Um, it has rebuilt since the the fires that uh, erupted across the school of archaeology, and. Um, the the sense of paranoia has definitely died down. A new school year uh, has brought you know some new professors, some new students. There is definitely a vibrancy um, to the school again, and the the reports of the success of the of um, Wyatt's expedition has emboldened and the news coming from um, from west of the Warden's Wall and the idea that there is this society of dragons, the idea that there is these, these vast mountains and valley reaches and that there is so much more to explore beyond, beyond what is... Um, it's a very populated sort of eastern portion, a kind of empty central portion, and then it looks like a lot of weirdness out, out west. Um, and it, it's really emboldened. The, the students, the faculty, you can tell that there's just a, a strong sort of um, hum of energy and excitement to, to the place. Yeah. Well, this is all nice and fine to see. Ain't a treasure. Wow, things have changed, but it's a good change. Yeah. Uh, as tempting as it is to go get a drink with quick. Yeah, I, th I think we got to hurry. Hey, kid, I'm just going to grab a student. Yes, sir. Now, drop that certain nonsense. Uh, where's Alvaro? I need to find him. Uh, Alvaro, uh, Alvaro's in, um, the, he points towards where his, he's in the same office, uh, towards his, uh, I think he has office hours right now. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Andrew's gonna run. Okay. I'm also, before we hop in there, going to check on Bloodburner, because I hadn't been able to speak to him this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, roll me a percentage. Oh, no. How angry is he? <laughs> 
41. Uh, yeah, what what would you like to say? Bloodburner, are you okay? treasure uh, um make an insight check on blood burner natural 19 plus one so dirty 20 okay yeah um it sounds like he's got a little kind of like a a, a um echo to him um it sounds like that you can feel the magic in the axe sort of trying to shift and move um the the arms of the faded are instruments of the great game and outside of the great game they they pull to go back to it right you we know that but out of the plane um if it's too long or too far, they they very much, except for the wanderer, um, like the rest of the of the um, players, get pulled back to the great game. So, for instance, if you were to leave with Bloodburner, eventually a new Bloodburner would arrive, would be made in the great game, and the blood burner you took with you would just become like an axe, a fire axe probably, but, but an axe. Um, and so you're, you're seeing, you're feeling that that process had sort of started. It's a lengthy process. It's not something that happens overnight and suddenly having the original blood burner back, like the magic's kind of pulling into places and it's trying to figure out what to, what to do basically. Um, so, so the blood burner you have is still the blood burner you have, but it is, um, yeah, it's, it's not broken by any means, but his, his personality is confused because he doesn't, doesn't exactly know. He's kind of in limbo, the, the magic sentience of it, right? Um, because you know, this, the personality doesn't go with you when you go. When you go away from this prime material plane, the the sentience of it is is bound to the game, right? That's why it exists. It exists to win the game, or play the destroy the game, right? That that's its purpose. Um, so. And didn't Alvaro also have a uh, one of the arms of the faded? Yeah, Glory Maker. I believe. We're we're gonna see your brother. You'd want to see your brother, right, or sister? I don't know what gender Glory Maker is. <gasps> yes, Glory Maker. Yes, good, good. The battle they bring, strong. Yes. And she thumbs up to Tal Roth. 
do we need to get him a drink in a few? I think he just needs time. Well, uh, I'm sure we could find something for him to smash down and get all pissed off again later. So let's go get Alvaro. Oh, yeah, Arclight, come on, this way. And I was kind of reach out to kind of put a hand out for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it. Guys have a lot of friends. Yeah, we we've gotten around. I mean, when you do a whole lot of stupid shit, and believe me, we've done a whole lot of it. You make both friends, enemies, and just people that are baffled by you. Color me baffled. <laughs> Well, yeah, so definitely making a way to Alvaro's office. I'm just opening the door straight on. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, um, as you as you come in and uh, you you see Alvaro over his desk sort of pop his eyes up and then cock his head seeing seeing you guys, you you do look uh, a bit different than when last last he'd seen you. Um, my friends, I was not expecting your... I uh, was not expecting you today. I wasn't expecting you this month. As far as I understood, you had... Um, what is it? Uh, new fifth masters and dragons to address uh, off, off in the west. Yeah, we, we still need to get back to that. Uh, that that's going to be a later problem. Uh, we have a now problem we kind of got to handle. Well, I assume you are not here for uh, scholarly advice. So what is it that uh, I, can, I can do for you? Well, if by scholarly advice, uh, you got some people who are good at blowing up undead and mummies. Uh, yeah, we can need some help in the Feywild. I figured I'll just rip the band-aid off and then just explain as we go. I mummies. Mummies of the Feywild, you say. I'll take the time to actually properly explain of and kind course. of look, look over the treasure just yeah. to kind of am I getting it right? She's gonna nod, do the occasional this, add mm-hmm. in, and she's also going to introduce Salvaro to Bloodburner. Mm. Oh yeah, that thing happened too. Mm. Hmm. That is, that is quite interesting. Yes. Vyres. Vyre lives here. There's a, um... There's a bit of graph around the edges. And... You can... treasure you can hear kind of for the first time some of you guys um the the weapons can speak out loud and for blood burner it has been since it's been back it, it doesn't have the energy to really distinguish like it's just sort of emoting uh and radiating thought as as best it can right because it's kind of struggling but uh because you are attuned to blood burner you can also hear um glory maker uh treasure and uh, make sure i 
I've got this correct because it is one of my favorites. Um, I do love these these dumb things. I'd love to finish them. Um, it has not quite an an imperious tone, uh, but it's definitely a uh, a feminine voice and you sort of get the the idea or the feeling that what whoever wields it um it is it has a a voice of the 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 opposite gender um and so because it is attuned to alvaro you hear the uh yeah glory maker great just making sure um no. Something's happened to him, Alvaro. I'm not quite sure, but... Bloodburner's always been one of the more dangerous arms. Uh, of course, this is something that you have expressed to me in the past. That's nice to see him restored. Ah, yes. When last we saw him, he was lacking a, um... Well, a head, as it were. Now he has two. Well, I mean, two heads better than one. <laughs> exactly. And you you feel the the um, the Alvaro's not saying out loud. He's he's mentally communicating. But Treasure is privy to the to the conversation. Um, for the other two of you, in this moment of silence, it happens very fast. Like it, it's all it happens at sort of the speed of thought. Um, the glaive that is up on the wall behind Alvaro. He's got like one of those uh, teacher wraparound desks that has the um, the bookshelf in the back. And up top, he's got a, a weapon mount. And it's very long, uh, sort of bearded blade uh, kind of um, glaive. And it you, you can definitely sense the like vibration of it and it's got this this kind of itch as though it is it wants to leap leap up and and do stuff and leap into action and um and he does say out loud all right that is uh that is enough you should we are getting excited here glory maker you need to you need to relax um and you hear, Treasure, you hear, you never take me anywhere fun anymore. Uh, yes, I know, that is by design. Um, oh yeah, Alvaro, almost forgot. Uh, sorry, uh, that was incredibly rude of me. Arclight, Alvaro, Alvaro, Arclight. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am... Alvaro de Southern Isles, um, Ile de Sul. Uh, he is a dwarf. Uh, he is um, his dark hair. He's got the he's got the um, very uh, Castilian Spaniard quaffed uh, sort of soldier look about him. He dresses as though he comes from uh, refinery and money. But he is also 
you can tell by his bearings, he is a soldier by trade and okay. a and a veteran. Um, it reminds you of Burkhart in some ways, if Burkhart had been raised in class, right? Okay. Um, so so he he very much has that. Um, he's he's rougher around the edges than he pretends he is. Um, okay. And, and yeah, so he. Uh, I'm used to soldiers, so. He is, and he is smirk. Absolutely, you would recognize him as as a soldier, hundred um, percent. And so, go ahead and make a. Uh, what sort of social check would you like to make as you are explaining the need for for this? Somebody else can make it for you. Treasure can make it if you if you Please. want. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Social school skills are not your are not your strong suit. I'll try to make a persuasion. Okay, that sounds good. I'm so glad I actually pulled this D20 out for this. I pulled out the Beholder D20. Yeah. Because I feel like tonight was a good night for it. So here it is. Nice. Seventeen plus nine. Nicely done. Twenty-six. Twenty-six sounds really good. Um, so, okay. Um, Alvaro's on board. Alvaro is yeah. He, he's one hundred percent on board. Um, the unfortunate thing is that uh, right now, with I mean, the school is not a place of soldiers, but I do still have some ties in the uh, Republic's military forces. We did receive the word that had been sent some months ago about uh, populating a fortress, uh, next fortress, and so we have been moving forces uh, there, and uh, I know that the Dean of the college has been setting up the school annex underneath this Black King uh, for the learning of the students in the West. And so all of this is very much underway. But it is also very much uh, absorbing, how does one say, resources. And so the capacity to assist in a timely fashion is going to be perhaps limited. Now, if I am able to sell them with some form of... Uh, incentive or recompense or something along those lines then I can perhaps bring forward uh, more more peoples uh, than is uh, initially you know thought to have um, is there any th any deal you guys think you can make to help um, help with that. I think there is one I could potentially pull some strings on. Okay, that sounds good. Let's hear it. I do have a plan to head back to Jalen soonish. Okay. Jalen is definitely a country full of all kinds of magic items mm -hmm. and all kinds of things that the students could study. Okay. How would you feel about if I 
treasure night crafter and i don't know if he if i've dropped the name to him specifically before you you have not treasure night crafter would speak to some of the trade princes of jalen arsai about setting something up over there this is a uh, this is a good uh, diplomatic opportunity for uh, for the entirety of both the republic and dorian's done the college of oh my lord i've said it a hundred times almost literally arcanarium what archaeology yeah what is exploratorium exploratorium there we go yeah magnus exploratorium there it is yes in short yes Absolutely. Um, so, so yes, with that, with that deal, I am looking under. So, what I'm trying to figure out right now is when building units. Um, usually, there's like a point or a cost or something. It sounds like it's probably going to be a point buy system, from what I'm seeing here. Right. Where Where is the point? Where is the point buy? That's what I'm trying to figure out: is how, where you start and how many you get. Yeah, and that's and this is sort of my problem with the Matt Colville books. They are they are uh, very interesting, and they are they do uh, tell us a lot of things, but they also uh, are not super easy to navigate. In a, I'm using this book as a reference. Not as a novel, <laughs> um, which is which is okay. I and I, I'm desperately hoping it's not. I have to go into the strongholds and followers to get the rules on making a um, <laughs> a unit. That is not Lundis. No, that's Alvaro. Remember Alvaro of the Southern Isles. Um. Oh, thank you for the lurk. Uh, but they also do not. Yeah. Hey, mechanized minion. Hey, thank you for raid. the raid. Welcome, 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 everybody. We are having a bit of a a uh, an odd adventure tonight, filled with administration and campaign planning, and. All sorts of really, really fun, uh, fun things like that, as well as some role play. So uh, thank you guys for being here. And yeah, I um, hope you enjoy the show. Please say hello in the chat. Um, so units experience, they improving units on page 104. Let's see. Um, so we all search a book for a bit of information that we would love to see. Because I'm seeing what things result. Oh, hold on. Because I, here, here's the odd thing. I do have that old, um, I think I have that old spreadsheet somewhere in here and boy howdy that might be useful in this moment 
Cause Cody never gets rid of anything. I'm actually reading the other little PDF you sent us, the one of just like the cards and things like that. Yeah. Just to see if there's something in there that might be useful. And what I'm reading is that it's saying, hey, you can use one of these units. Yes. And just flavor it to something else. Yes. That is that is also a possibility. Um, I didn't know if, because I want, I like when people have a, an emotional attachment to what they're they're doing so you may care more if when you're rallying these people also it gives me something to tie the mechanics of you guys going and having these these conversations with people um two things so that that was why i was trying to uh piece those those things together um but it is not by any means required uh copy of unit builder Hey, look Hooray. at this. Um, yeah, okay. Here we go. Look at this. Um, I mean, I don't know if it has all of those things. Um, but you can add traits. And heavy. Yep. Yep, drop-down menus. Awesome drop-down menus. And yeah, here. I will share this with you guys and anyone at the link can edit done oh yes copy link copy link D&D is its best when I do a bunch of number stuff clearly this is this is what D&D should be I I love the um Oh, what is this link tree? Different resources. Punk yeah, you I found a a thing. You found a thing. Let's see the thing. Lessons. I, I like it. You found That's a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. Oh my lord, please that's what I've been doing. I've been going through them just to see what it is. See what is useful. Um, what is what is help helpful? Essentially, there are a few different templates uh, outside of the um, fillable character cards. I see that. Yeah, there's like a PDF okay. fillable one. That's that. It looks. It looks like the first link on the link tree is a lot easier organized than the rest of them. So it categorizes okay. it into like templates, homebrew resources online nice. and videos yeah instead of the whole like brrr. yeah okay unit input trait input uh experience okay you can choose experience you can choose those things ancestry size uh just tier there is a lot. There, it is a lot, um, and I'm I'm sorry that it is too much. Um, no, don't be. I'm just like, why? There's the cost. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm gonna fill this out and see what it says. Um, required. I did that. Creator's name is Bob. Because I always think Bob is a funny name. We're going to make Bob's Boys. 
They're going to be some regulars. They're going to have some medium equipment. We're Bob's boys. We're with Bob. We're with we're his Bob boys. Uh, dwarves. Unit type. Infantry. Size. Uh, D8. Tier. Three. Next. Um, oh, this is like a Google. This is a extensive thing. This continues. Good job. Good job, Bob. Um. Awesome. Wow. Here we go. Uh, great. We continue to learn stuff. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um. Yeah. So attack, power, morale, defense, toughness, size, cost. I used to know this. And that's the part that's frustrating me, is I used to remember all of this. Um, so the, the um, unit builder link that I put in uh, seems to do a pretty good job of determining the rest of it. I am probably just going to grab the... Um, you guys can copy that link and um, make, you know, utilize it that way. Um, we're going to keep going with the rest of these, this stuff, the rest of this information. Um, unit card generator. Oh, Mars found a thing. Look at, look at you guys finding things that I hadn't had the chance to really look at. I was still looking at the book. Um, homebrewing... Yeah, okay. Okay, I like... Okay, the one Mars put up has a pretty good... Is a pretty good... Thing so far. Because it has a... Because it calculates the cost. Right? Calculate the cost. So here's what I'm going to say. Is that... Whatever you guys roll on these checks, multiply it by 100. And that can be the cost of the unit. Because this unit I'm seeing here for these goblins is 320. So the 15 becomes 150. Or is it 10? Multiply it by 10. That's the number. 15 times 10. 26 times 10. I think that, that that feels like right. Yeah, that's right in line with with some pretty good units. And that would be the points used to spend on everything. Yeah. So like if so on the one that Tauroth posted, um, ancestry. I wish. Is there a way to change? Okay. I think we'd have to save a copy of this to actually do anything with it. That's fine. I will save a copy. File. Make a copy. Okay. Let's do that. Let's see that. Thank you. Ah, uh, now the drop-down menus are working. 
great. Oh, and it has and it has all of the options, which is great. So what you do is you pick like Centaur, you pick the experience, the equipment, if they're mounted, if they're mercenaries. Um, we're going to say mercenaries are more likely to run away. So we're going to say no on the mercenary thing. Um, or you have to pay, you have to pay more for them on the season. So we're going to say no on that because we're not worried about that. Right. And it, once you, as you decide those things, right, it calculates the recruitment cost. And that is the basis of what we are going off of. And so if we're, you know what? Times 100 may not be that far out. That's fine. Yeah. 15 times 100. And you can split it up in multiple units if you want. Okay. And you guys, we can make some. We can make a bunch of units. I'm probably gonna say let's let's make few. Let's make it fewer. So one spring, one one fall, uh, two and two on the winter. We'll build those in a bit, and then um, yeah, we can build some other units. Cause just making just making them centaurs is like 755 gold. Like that's a lot. Like it jump it jumps up if they're cavalry. And I don't understand how a centaur can't be cavalry. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, making them veterans, elite, super elite, heavy equipment. Yeah. Heavy equipment. It covers a lot of cost. So I'm cool with the times 100, um, ability there. All right. So going off of that, that means for the Magnus Exploratorium, we have 2,600 points to work with. Yeah. So, yeah, for recruitment, absolutely. So, what would we have? What would it have been for a silver flame again? I can't remember that dice roll. Yeah, uh, you rolled a fifteen, so uh, it was a fifteen on the roll, so it is one thousand five hundred. And if there are any units that are already made, if you don't want to make them, if you just want to look at if we can find the recruitment cost for that, and be like, "Yep, well, just I'll pick that and just." That's fine too. You don't have to build it like this. Because I did like the idea of um, some of the pre-made units when it was like from the religious order. Uh, I thought that was a, a great type of um, type of thing for for the um, for the silver flame. Right. Um, so yeah, this is gonna. I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a little different. It's gonna be a, a a background. It's something to fill out a secondary game, and it's something that I'm hoping if we get to do two nights, that if we can get uh, one of the people I was thinking we should talk to is um, maybe you guys take a moment and uh, it's D and D five guys. Bob's Burgers Boys. Bob's Voice. There it is. Crunch, crunch, crunch. I'm changing up on these numbers, numbers, math, math, math. Um, we are doing well. Do uh, Spreadsheet tables. <laughs> if I got the game for you. Thank you, guys. Um, 
Um, Sorak. I mean, I live in the elemental plane of air now, but uh, um, he. I I think having a unit for for them might be fun. I still have a couple of Sorak's plucked feathers, so we could plane shift to him. You absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I oh, arc light. Yeah. Um, so we used to have this bird, right? Um, well, I think he was uh, an Aracoco uh, treasure. Aracoco, right? Aracocra. Aracocra. Yeah, that thing. Got so, it. Yeah. Kind of short. Uh, whenever he got excited, like these big old feathers on the top of his head would come right up. I mean, it was kind of cute and all, but I think he was what, like five? Roughly. But I'm told that that's about like teenager for them. I think he was like seven or 11. He's 11, I think. But yeah, that's. You got the characters don't have to get it right. I'm saying that as the GM, so that people out there are like a five year old Eric Cochran isn't he like twelve? Isn't it like we're good? Keep going. Oh, it would help if I didn't kick my mute button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good. But we can, I mean, it's been a minute since we've talked to him, but I'm sure he'd love to hear from us. And honestly, I'd love to hear from him. We kind of left and things were a bit crazy, at least on this end. On that end, it seemed okay. So I guess the big question there, uh, Arclight, how are you with flying? Uh, I've never done it. It's an experience. Okay. I mean, I've, I've jumped off of really high places before, so I figure it's kind of like that, but without hitting something, right? Basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. How, how do I do that? <laughs> how do we do this? Uh, well, we got to get there first. In the meantime, um, I know that you're... You already probably have some rough time as far as seeing, but not having like ground around you, not having like walls to necessarily go by. Um, we could do a child safety leash. That might help. Uh, yeah, child. But while I'm in the air. Yeah, I'm just like a rope. We kind of tie around your waist, so that way, if we see you're gonna fly into something, we can just kind of pull you back real quick. Yeah. Uh, Unless you want to sure. fly into random shit, then we'll absolutely let you. No, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go ahead and reach back for Gyron's, the shards of Gyron's staff and to stop for a second. Okay. Hey, uh, Alvaro. Yes, what, what is it that I can... What can I do for you? For you. I'm gonna... is, is a dwarf, a Catilian dwarf, that is a difficult accent to uh, put together, but I will... Perhaps Alvaro was a bit deeper than doing this. That was what it was. And I have to do the eyebrows that go like this. So, um, there was a couple other things we found, but I know we don't really have the time to go into it. And then I'll pull out Chiron's staff and see if he recognizes it. Let's see. Uh, he does not. <sighs> it was worth a shot. And first things first, just let me just check to see if there's a shard nearby. Just like that mental note of 
if we have to come back here to <clears throat> get something. Sure. Uh, roll me a percentile. You know what? I'm going to roll my physical dice because the dice roll has betrayed me lately. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Roll him a nice shiny metal dice. Four. Um, what I'm going to say is that there is uh, on this side of the of the mountains there is a shard. Um, it w let's go ahead and assume that it is under the control of the Republic, and it is it can be used as a further bargaining tool to strengthen the diplomatic relations between the Black King and the Republic. Um, it is not something you guys will need to necessarily adventure for, but it is a a a uh, a good boon to strengthen that relationship. Yeah, I'll just make a mental note for that later. Mm -hmm. All right, but uh, yeah, if we get a rope to tie around uh, Arclight's waist for a second, I'll just tap him with fly from the staff so he can try it out. Okay, that sounds okay. good. Do I have to flap or swim or I can't? Uh, I'm not trying to panic, but... <laughs> No, you just gotta just kind of think about it. Just kind of think where you want to go. If you think up, you start going up. Yeah, I'll go up, and I don't want to like shoot up, but obviously I want to go up high enough. And then if we're indoors, are we indoors or outdoors? Currently, we're in an office. Currently, you're indoors. I think yeah, the I'm idea is the you're ceiling. about okay. <laughs> ah, ow. Treasure now pulls the rope to get him down. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, this just seems like another opportunity to put a helmet on. That is a great... Yeah, you have to have the helmet now. Just for... Yeah, absolutely. Please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry for doing this at your office, Alvaro. Uh, we're, we're kind of in a bit of a hurry, and we're just kind of we're just kind of doing things as as the seat of our pants, kind of like usual. Of course, I have I have never known you all. Of course, I have never known you all to do things not by the how do you say seat of your pants. Yep. It's like Ar Arclight. No, that's a bookshelf. Arclight treasure. Pull. <laughs> Ow. She now pulls. Thank you. This is this is filling me with confidence in the fate of not only our world, but magic as we know it throughout the entirety of the multiverse and the realms beyond. So, super smooth. Did we just put together a multiverse of madness team? Oh. This is going really poorly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going great. You guys are, are killing the game. <laughs> so, uh, I suppose it's a... Uh bad time to ask about the uh the payment from taking the kids over to the forge ain't it Ooh, uh yes perhaps it is after well we i just told you i would help muster an entire army versus yeah for, for many just... many thousands of gold pieces yeah i it is perhaps not the strongest moment to ask for um do, have you guys calculated that cost not yet if you do um i will let you 
put it to building units right now. So, uh, if I remember where we wrote down how much it it's the contract, it's like two gold a day. Two gold a day per each of us. Yeah. Because I did write that down. Yeah. And then it was minus, I think, ten gold per person we'd lost. Right. Um, so it, I, I'm gonna we're gonna make it easy. Um, it's 360 gold for the year. Took you guys a year to get there. Once they're there and safe, we're, they're not. They, since they're not coming back, you're not escorting them back. So that's gonna be the end of the contract. So you that's make it three 720 gold pieces a piece uh, times uh, uh, everybody that left Dorian's Dawn on the expedition. Um, you, you know, you all make that money. Absolutely. So there was what? Eight of you. There was, yeah, I had to draw that party enough times. Yes. Yes, you did. Um, so yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Let you, you can take that gold, um, seven times eight. So, uh, 56, 5,600 roughly. If you want to make the, the math, finish the math with a calculator. Um, that's a that's a decent chunk of gold to recruit an army for. Yeah, um, that if you want to use that, that's a good, good. There's a good time and way and place to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Take a few minutes to get that. Then just kind of, yeah. Uh, sorry, Alvaro. I know we got a lot going on. It is a lot, but you all have been as active and mired in the workings of this continent as you have been. I have always known you from your reports and from the follow-ups that uh, other expeditions and individuals, I forgot the SWS6, uh, other individuals have throughout the, the days and months and years. Do. You have done well, all of you. I am proud to have supported your journey, and I am proud to have sponsored your participation in what is going to be a definitive expedition for the Exploratorium, for the Republic, and for all of the Dracht for years to come. I am impressed and humbled well maybe once all this finally settles down and Feywild's back to being all Fey-like and all that sand is a pain in the ass literally but yeah once we get all that settled uh, how about we get a drink I would look forward to it and I'd love to come back and have uh, more conversations with you about anything you can tell me about Bloodburner and the Arms of the Faded after all this. I, um, of course, I'm happy to do so. Uh, and I'm guessing you guys are off to the elemental plane of air? Yes. Uh, yeah, do we want to do plane of air first or meet up with uh, the Deva? So what I so what I'll say is let's leave um let's leave Sirak out. Okay. Uh, if we can, if I can get Eric um on the like on the other night, on the warfare night or whatever, 
um, I will roll that up with him. Um, or if if we need to do a, uh, uh, we can do a, I don't know, a, a, a look to the east on the third day. Right. Um, cause, cause why not? Oh my God. Are we getting the giant eagles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eagles are here. Eagles are here. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Um, so let's, let's bop on over to, uh, Dr. What was his name? Let me see if I still have that book. Cause I, I pretty sure I wrote it down, but I didn't have this desk back then. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, ArcLight is, um, yeah, is is Daredevil. He's blind. He has a he has a blind sense, um, and it was definitely built to be to be Daredevil the the whole way through. Um, some fun little hints have been dropped. Meg mentioned it yeah. during the uh, the assault into the into the Lord of Eyes um, place. I, I thought was really cool. His friend is uh, Burkhart is um, Frank Castle. Yep. Or the Punisher, perhaps better known as. Uh, so yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. Monsters and magic, action oriented. See warfare, villains armies. Um. The main thing I remember about that Deva is he had a really ostentatious looking cloak. He did. Yeah, he was he was um and he had uh he was a doctor Dr. Vega Punk. Now I wish. Um actually I probably don't, but um it was with a J, I believe. Uh so obviously you can see through. Well, we I hope so. Um either way, yeah. it's it's cool. Was it Jules? Uh, might have been just Jules, Doctor Jules. Yeah, I, I, I was probably did a, a Julius Irving reference. Because if you're, you're going to have a Doctor J. J, yeah, if you're going to have a Doctor J, that has to be Jules. I don't, I don't really know how else to say that. Um, but yes, I do remember he was incredibly ostentatious looking. Mm-hmm. He had a. It looked almost like a snake oil salesman type caravan. He did, except the snake oil was not actually snake oil. No, it was it was very real. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys can go to Four Point. You can, it, so really where you're going is the the Biomancer Labs beneath Four Point um, to speak with. Uh, we'll just call him Doc for now, and. Um, I know Meg remembered the name because she said it the other day, and I went, yeah, and then I forgot it because it's my NPC. Because <laughs> um, we did his big arc already. And and um, so, yeah, who wants to who wants to fill in Arclight on this one? We're just doing the we're doing the old school tour, Arclight. Come come with us. Come with yeah. me. I'm cool with that. I hope there's a gift shop at the end. I can get like a t-shirt that says I went through the whole tour. 
and didn't ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. Sadly, Screavers took our t-shirts. He did. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Screavers, like, last I saw, he was kind of just scratching out all the stuff on there, just replacing with uh, SSM, like Screavers Screaming Meats. Yep. I wonder how that little bastard's doing. That is Does he have an army? By now, I mean, probably. Yeah, I mean, we kind of left him a, a badger, a dragon, a rabbit, and a guy who's doped up on so much caffeine, like, he literally cannot sit still. Yeah, we kind of left him in charge of revolution. Do you do you know Russia. who Screebers is? I was going to say, what is a Screebers? Oh, Screebers is, is our kobold. Well, he's technically our boss, but people thought he was our mascot, but we're really his employees. Yeah. It, it took me a while to what? understand it, too. There's a very particular highlight that... I... Yeah. Go ahead. There's a particular highlight? I I will try to find for you and play, because... <laughs> Um, because it, uh, it deserves to be, to be here. I don't, I really don't have any other, I really don't have any, oh, right. I'm not in, I'm not in that mode. Let's go back. Uh, basic adventuring. Let's put it in studio mode. Let me see if it is anywhere around here. Uh, yeah, while Cody's looking for it. Take a break, baby, because... Because uh, there's a lot of campaign highlights, but there's one very specifically about Screebers, the moment that he realizes he is in charge. Um, and and then the rest of the campaign stopped. It was just about Screebers after that, let's be honest. I kid. Um, I don't think you made it, Tristan. I think it was from... I think Pixie made it. I'm looking. Keep talking. So, yeah, dropping out of Talroth for a second. Uh, Screepers is a cobalt that was a student at the college. Undeclared major, because he's still too Same. young to lock himself down. Mind you, he's 120 years old. Young. So yeah. young. Oh, yeah. Found out, found out eventually that he used to be the minion of this guy, but he survived. Like, this cobalt survived by running away and realized he, if he runs away, he lives and it's awesome. But yeah, he wants to figure out what to do with his life. He became our danger canary for a good while. Like if we saw that Screebers was nowhere in the vicinity, weapons out, magic up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And it did save us a couple times. Like, uh oh. But yeah, he was traveling with us because uh, we needed somebody to, it's like one of the more senior students to kind of help with some of the paperwork and make an, an official outing and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, he came with us uh, through some interesting negotiations. He somehow became our boss. And he would hold reviews for us every now and then. Yeah. But we had to, what we left him over in Draconopolis because of some of the stuff that was going on there. So he's basically stuck around to help lead this revolution against a lot of the dragons that wanted to 
op- like further oppress non-dragons. Okay. Draconopolis has like two major things going on right now, two major factions. Um, and this kind of centers around the idea of what they call little folk. Now, little folk is basically anybody that is not a dragon. And there's uh, even smaller sections within that. There's dragon-blooded little folk. These would be like half-dragons, kobolds, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then there's people like us who would just be little folk, and we're even lower on that tier. Got it. Now, there is some kind of weird, crazy dragon eugenics going on over there. So we're just not going back there. We're not touching that with a 10-foot pole, especially because we may have sort of kind of helped deal with, you know, may have been the reason a large castle fell onto Draconopolis and several dragons' lives were lost. We may have been a part of that. We did not cause it to fall. It's like we were inside of it when the tower was attacked. Big difference. Fair point, but we may have been involved in that, and considering racial tensions over there are very high as it is, uh, Scrapers snuck us out of said town so that we are not currently a part of that, but we also probably shouldn't go back there right now, even though there's a very good possibility that Scrapers may have an army. Okay, so it's just a hot area. That army could potentially want to eat us. I don't want to get eaten. Uh, Neither do I. Okay. Got the cliff cliff notes. I... Beloved NPC, he's got his own things to deal with right now. That is Screamers. He's got boss things to do. He is... That is Screamers. Um, hold on one second, team. I'm going to try this. Let's see what happens. It's not what you see so much, but what you hear. In between the whole... Okay. A couple minutes of a break is not bad. Yeah. I am so sorry my mic was muted. So we're going to take a very quick break. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will see you in uh, about seven minutes. But until then, stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hi, I'm Punk. Uh, I play Ariel Arclight, the blind... I'm going to get it someday. Uh, Fighter, monk, rogue, human guy. And this is Mars playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout, who is one half of the Archivist's HR Welcoming Committee. Yeah. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcraft, the Tiefling Barbarian, and the other half of the Archivist HR Committee. Nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, what? 
uh, I forget. I, I was actually going to ask Arclight. What um, what roguish archetype did you have? Um, I took thief. Okay. Uh, mostly because there is a certain level of thief that allows you to jump and scale buildings. Uh, I would have thought inquisitive. See, that was one of the flavors that I thought of because obviously you can be human lie detector, but right, and and then you know the way he senses Daredevil senses and predicts the the opponent's moves is very, to my mind, in, inquisitive, right? Like that. So I oh, like definitely. that. But I mean, my passive perception is twenty four, so it's up there. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And the insight's a plus fourteen, so. Kind of can compensate. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I'm, I have to find it. Uh, uh, Tristan just... My dude, That was that's funny. Nicely done. Well done, buddy. <laughs> if you didn't see what he just said in the chat. I thought the welcoming committee was Megan and Megan trying to kill people. <laughs> um, so... There we go. What is this? What is? Why won't this happen? Natural 20. There we go. Send that. Go away. Um, cool. So we are, we're, we're gathering armies, right? That's what we're doing. Um, you guys, we're going to head to, to Dr. Uh, to Doc uh, at Four Point Farms. You guys are underneath. Um, arc light. Um, so you end up not needing to fly, but that was a fun... We'll say maybe you did it, maybe you didn't. Let's, we'll cut the way to that. Um, the next place they take you is to what seems like a very lovely farming community. Um, very pastoral. Reminds you a lot of the countryside of Ondere. Um, and and you can... Uh, what happened with Voltron? Voltron, we are gathering armies to fight Voltron mummies' armies. We fight the Voltron mummy next week. We have to prepare to fight. Um, no, you got it. You're caught up. You're good. We we we've gathered arm. We've gathered some armies from uh, the Silver Flame. We've gathered some armies from uh, Red Lion. Part of it. Nice. We've gathered some armies from the Silver Flame. We've gathered some armies from the Republic of the Black Gem. Um, now we're going to gather some armies from a, well, let's talk about it. Uh, Four Point Farms is a, is a vast pastoral, um, farming community and with four sort of central hubs and then, uh, farmland that feeds much of the, uh, Republic's homes and, uh, cities back East. It is, uh, about... Oh man, I don't know, 100, 100, 200 miles, a square, ish, um, and this is not densely populated. This is not. Uh, you would not think, at a glance, that this is a place where you would be able to get a a good army, a good set of armed forces, right? However, the um. Mar, uh, sorry, Talroth and Treasure lead you to what is it? I think Eastern, the Western Farm, Western Point, and uh, 
about 20 miles towards the center away from away from this uh, wonderful rural community you are led to you suddenly feel the difference uh, beneath your feet arc light as the dense uh, well as the well tilled and and um, farmland that is loose and and good dirt and has the roots and all that sort of stuff suddenly becomes very different very hard metallic um reminds you more of sharn reminds you of of dense stone but less of stone more of metal and you end up finding yourself going down what is an elevator into a world of uh of churning uh tubes and liquids of graded floors it is uh, an industrial subterranean uh, biological factory, I suppose, is, is really kind of the best the best term for it. And um, wow, to sum up this adventure, <laughs> your your exhausted face. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad at this point. <laughs> um, the so the archivist came through here, and there were there were some extraplanar creatures that were attacking farmers and destroying farms. They thought it had been this uh, oil, snake oil salesman, Doctor uh, Doctor Jules, um, and what they discovered is that underneath this farmland uh, is a precursor site uh, a lab of arcane development from an age uh, long forgotten the age of the twin twin gods um, before this prime material had a lot of its current societies um, when it was young it was under attack from the outer realm um and the chief i guess uh antagonist of those great old ones is the twin twin brothers uh quill and rin and so they built a lot of ancient um eldritch machines that can do tremendous amazing things uh they they featured a little bit in the first campaign um basically they protected this this world from the outer outer gods and at some point they left and they left stewards for these realms devas that would reincarnate and at some point these supplicants these devotees to these twin gods uh realized they're not coming back and so they kind of went a little mad um, our heroes were able to reinstall uh, Dr. J as a as the steward of this site as he had left and gone on a um, on a walkabout right um, and the biomancers that had been in there were you know angry and felt abandoned and all of that sort of stuff and so they they removed the um, the uh, people, the biomancers that have been running it, and uh, reinstalled the much more reasonable and and responsible uh, jewels. 
And so uh, that is that is the place. That is part of the history of this world. Um, hopefully that helps in some way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I always feel weird exp explaining my lore to other GMs because I feel like, well, while most of them are awesome, but I've never really had a GM be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is insane. Like, like, <laughs> Just like the, that's dumb, right? yeah, exactly. But I always, I always in my mind have that, that fear of that possibility. It's like, I'm going to try to explain this. And it's, it's like when you're trying to explain a TV series and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then the kids live forever and they fight pirates. It's like, what, what is happening? What is going on? And you're like, no, no, it makes it makes perfect sense. He lives it's on this. Cool. And then one of them steals more kids. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, but he has to go home and live with his parents, and they put him back or live with his aunt and uncle, and they keep sticking him under the staircase. And they're like, why? Why does he? What is? The, what? I don't. You're talking madness right now. You know, like I, I worry. Exactly. Like it's it's one of those things where when you say it, it just doesn't it don't make sense but oh trust me i know <laughs> it's no worries you ain't you ain't got you don't have to worry about me looking at you like you have like two heads like what i appreciate that thank you thank you um nice okay uh blah 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 so um you're there with dr j and you guys have taken the time to sort of fill him in on uh, trying to explain Nemo without naming animals or names. Exactly. <laughs> oh. You, Arclight, you gotta learn, man. Uh, we're gonna start putting a, a like channel point redemption for you to have real dinner on the shows. It's gonna happen, because our, our people are tremendously caring. <laughs> oh no. Uh-huh. Thank you. Oh, there we go. There's a hydrate. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I'm looking over the races here. Um is there something here that would be good or useful coming from from the dock. I don't know what an Alborian is. Maybe. Uh, I mean, the last time we were down here, man had kaiju and weird yeah. biomancer things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he does. And that, and that's what you're, that's what you're bargaining for. So I'm trying to find kaiju biomancer in the list of unit builder because this is going to require something, right? Kaiju bio biomancer is. Unfortunately, I don't see that on the list. Uh, Minotaur, Ratfolk, Shifter, maybe? I don't know. Um, shifter? <laughs> yeah. Yakfolk. Um, <laughs> Motley uh, I, I or Mixed Ancestry. <laughs> yeah, Yuanti. Go there ahead. Is, there is something on the Ancestry list okay. that we did specifically deal with with this guy. Okay, what is it? Let's... Is it on there? It's right under bugbears, right above centaurs. It's it would be in the resource book. Oh, in the resource book. Okay, I was just looking at the calculator here. 
Um, oh, okay. Nope. Never mind. Never mind. No, 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 no. You're you're fine. If if it's there, we'll make it. Well, I'll 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 figure out how to put it in here. Yeah. If you want, if you want bullets, uh, we can we can find you some bullets. <laughs> Um, um, I will take the blue plate special on like, <laughs> this man, like whatever he's got that is not currently in a tube. Oh yeah, look. So the so the ancestry of the the warfare ancestry's table does have way more options, um, which is a shame. I do wish. Well, I, I guess I could. We could figure out how to input them because it it looks like that determines the size and a first or second trait. So if we can just input that, we can put it down as motley and then make the, make the things work from there. Um, yeah. I was personally looking at virtue for the clerics of Gaul. Cause they're like, only yeah, clerics, but it's not on the list. Um, well, like I said, we can, if we, if we can't find it, on in the calculator we can uh build it and make it make it work um because yeah, i remember because there was two main things that we fought in there yeah well there was the bullets which were <laughs> yeah those were fun <laughs> but there was also a bunch of helmed horrors there were helmed horrors there were duragar and there were, um, and it was Kuthrix. There was a lot the, of Kuthrix the, as well. The, yeah, Kuthrix, um, like these um, clockwork snakes or clockwork serpents or something like that. Yes, yes, yep. There and then there those. was the, I think two, because you only had two the last time we were there. You just called them kaiju, but there were some sort of operation oh, yeah, the, you'd created. Yeah, um, I, I think those were just literally. I pulled the um, the Simic hybrids from uh, Ravnica because those were kaiju. That's what that is. I don't. I don't really. There's no I mean, other good word for it. Yeah, I mean, especially if there's still, if there's a bunch of Duragar, I could see them being like a dwarven cavalry riding bullets. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. I'm looking over this list to see what. What stats it does provide. Um, Hellhound, Nexorable, uh, Myconid. No, I don't think that's going to be good. Um, Green Dragon, Harpy, Knoll, bunch of giants. Frog of War! Uh, <laughs> have to. I can't, I can't say that in a... I, I would be irresponsible to say it in any other way. Um... Dretch? No, that's that's not good. Draconian construct. I mean, we could, it could just be the constructs, um, or Chimera. Maybe Chimera is a. Chimera it, sounds good. I mean, Chim Chimera fits the theming at the very least of what comes out of this this place. You know what I mean? Um, I would also ask him. Uh, the dock for some support because I know that's not aside from armies. I know that's something that I'm sure the map could use, especially considering the state of things in the Feywild and that he is such an ancient being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, let's who who's making the, the persuasion check on this? 
Um, yep, go for it, treasure. Ha! Huh, got my nat 20. Ah. So that's a 29. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so yeah, record that. 2,900 for that. Um, uh, what should I call this one? Just Dr. J's Emporium? Yeah. That sound that sounds good. Um Yeah, because if we're if I'm gonna build it, I would put it as Motley. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be just random random odd oddball things. Uh, tier? Why is that not applicable? Why is that um Infantry super elite, super elite. Um, Hounds of the Huntsman. Oh. Okay. I don't... Why? Hmm. Look at all of these things. Size modifier, unit modifier, base upkeep, attack, artillery... Hmm. Alright, we're gonna have to figure out how to do this. But definitely keep that that there somewhere. Um Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, I would like to pick just some traits. As individuals. But. Again, learning things. Add more types as needed. Blank banner. This may definitely have to be one of those units that we take a little time off screen on just because it Absolutely. seems like it's going to be it's a... Gonna, it's going to be a thing. I'm so sorry. Thank you for catching me before I fell into, or as I fell into the the uh, downward spiral of, of whatever that was going on. It's all good. I'm just like, I'm looking through some of this and I'm like, wow, this is going to be one of those units. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I think this is going to have to be one of those wild magic. We just roll on the percentile table and then uh, mm. we get something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, unit traits, unofficial traits. Is this? There's a, there's a form for traits. Okay, my lord. So many things. So many things, Abed. We're going to... This Google form is too much. That, that one's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of questions you are asking that I don't know the answers to. <laughs> I was reading through some of the traits and I see dire hyena mounts and I got concerned. Yeah, that you can. So that does list a bunch of mounts, which is um, which is really cool. And it community units. Yeah. So I do like that people. It seems like they've got people that make a bunch of units on this list. And 
index info, community traits. Um, yeah, this all seems very helpful. Um, and I, I've built units using it before. I'm just trying to, again, figure out how and what to do. Um, let's go with this. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, what's next? Where, where else do we want to go along the tour? Uh, I know we got to check back in with the Black King at some point. Right? Yeah. He, he is a he's a good person to check in on. Um, I'm guessing you're not going to go ask Velxer for help? Listen, the fact that I won once is already miraculous. Yep. <laughs> I'm only tempting fate so much tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but last we heard from Screamers, uh, Valkser was not too happy with this. That is true. Um, I don't know, could your friend Affle the Awful be of any help? Is he willing to hop planes to help us out with it? Because he is part of the game. Affle's, Affle's strongest abilities r rely on being in the game, so... While he may be willing to do it, he is he would not be as helpful. If it was a warfare on the on the in the playing field, yeah. He he would be a great person to to reach up to. But We'll yeah. put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, I need to have a chat with him at some point anyway. Sounds good. Uh I mean kinda tempted to talk to the centaurs, but yeah, if I go there, I, I gotta handle some things first, and that might take a while. Same with why I'm not heading to Jalen yet. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to try to recruit the centaurs, they will save the fight for afterwards. Uh, uh, no, no, okay. I, I know, I know how much of a dumbass Talroth is. Yep. Nope. Not doing it. Sounds good. On board. Um. Uh, Arclay, you got any other connections we can probably hit up? Uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I can attempt to speak with the the Thieves Guild that we spoke about earlier, right, Cody? Uh, the Royal Eyes of Ondaire? Yeah. The spy, um, the spy masters of, of Ondaire? Yeah. You can, you can reach yeah, out to them. Absolutely. Out. I mean, spies getting behind enemy lines are, are usually useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they um, they are, and the Ondarian, um, the Royal Eyes of Ondare are spies that employ magic, um, because they the Ondare is the arcane capital of Eberron. So yeah, absolutely. Let's see if we can round up some uh, magic nerds. Okay. Speaking of magic users, Talroth, how do you feel about stepping back in Caradion? I know. I know. I would avoid it if we could. I mean, it might not be a bad idea. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Black King, so 
there's also a very nice professor whose life we saved there. Oh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, once we check... Yeah, it's like once we uh, check in with these guys at Arclight knows, yeah, we could just make that trip over, but yeah, I think we're kind of exhausting all the options at that point. That's what I got. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Um, what would you like to say to the Royal Eyes? To, um, you're going to have to be in the capital of Ondare. It's not Thronehold. It's... Yeah, I'll find it. Um, you do have a point of contact. Uh, okay. Uh, their the name... The is Fairhaven. Fairhaven, that's right. Oh, my lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what would you like to... Who is your contact? Who do you want them to be? You know what? I think it would be really cool because they're spies that they're like the equivalent of the hand because once again, huge daredevil. Nerd. Sure. Absolutely. And let's let's say that this is like a you know let's just go for it. Uh, this is going to be electric essentially. Okay. Absolutely. That's a magic user spy killer lady. Okay. Sure. 100%. 100%. Maybe I can pull a name generator real quick. I know one dare is mostly like the equivalent is like France, right? It is very French. Yeah. A lot of pastoral lands. It does. Um, it do, it's not. Uh, a lot of Pensacola lands, it has a strong fiefdom system, a lot of knights, mm -hmm. a lot of mounted cavalry, and then a lot of magical support. Um, those are sort of, that's how they survived the last war, and that's how they, but they did suffer probably more losses than, loss of land than probably anyone else, because the Eldine Reaches used to be part of Ondere, they um they left uh along with and Thrain took um one of the one of the major cities and that that continues to be an issue between those two countries and so um there is um yeah that that on their calling them french would not be would not be the worst. Um, yeah. So. That's just where I see, like, on the... When I was doing research, it's like, Ondere shares some similarities with France. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that <laughs> is... That is a... That is an accurate assessment. Absolutely. So, I'd like to meet with this contact. Uh, probably it's a slightly strained relationship. And... Uh, name that I have is Elodie. Elodie? Elodie, yeah. Okay, perfect. I like it. Um, and, yeah, I just like that first thinker, like, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't reach out if it wasn't something incredibly important. Um, there's going to be a fight. 
from the Beastlands. I need help. In the Beastlands? Oh, about to call you Matthew. Oh, Ariel. Oh, Ariel. What have you and Burkhardt gotten yourselves into this time? There's, um... There's going to be an overabundance of undead and death that is spilling from the Beastlands that we're trying to sever before it starts taking over other planes. We're one of the smartest people I know, so I figure if something big was coming, you know how to uh, to stop it. Hmm. I should call you mad. I should absolutely say you're insane. But reports out of Arcanics have been unsettling. Some of my favorite agents there have um, brought news of rituals struggling. Magic without the dragon marks being more erratic of late. I hope that it was just some poor students, bad bunch, but we know how important the Beastlands and Thalanos, um, Thalanus are to magic overall. So be honest with me, what exactly do you need? I need fighters. I need, um, we're fighting up against, and I'll, uh, gesture to Tauroth and, and Treasure. Um, these are, <laughs> these are my, my friends, um, that they've tasked me with this. And I don't know. I just, <laughs> I could just really use your help. Um, make a, make a social check, make a persuasion check. Um, I'm going to call this one flat because it is a strained relationship. Um, but I may give, I may give you some bonuses for the, what they are able Oof. to do. Yeah, it was not good. It was like a five. Five? Uh, and then plus five. So it's a 10. Five plus five for a 10. Okay. It's not rolling well on these persuasions. That is okay. Um, I'm hoping like her puppy dog. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because, I mean, you are. That is... That is what... That is the character, right? That's what That's what we're playing. Um, so... Yes, she I don't have men don't have a ton of soldiers but I can pull some strings either get you some battle mages Or, I can try to put together a 
small unit of saboteurs and assassins. I don't know which is better against the undead. I would think maybe the mages, but... The queen's not exactly in a giving mood. And, um... Given the strained nature with Thrain, pulling forces, visible forces, away from the borders is definitely not going to be something I can swing. Just one, one moment, let me confirm. And I'll heal toe and I'm going to go, okay, uh, it's either a few battle mages or some assassins. Not, I'm not entirely sure this isn't really my expertise. Okay, well, uh, they really don't like fire, so anything that'll do that. Yeah, if the mages know how to burn things up, that'll be a huge help. Okay. I mean, okay, if the, so I was going to say, if the, if the assassins are good at what they do if they if they got some fire of their own then yeah just planting whatever they got in the right spot might do the trick but I, I, I don't know what these guys have could be saboteurs if anyone is good at demolitions I know a lot of these mummies like their runes and magic circles and all that stuff so maybe some disruption could help it's not a bad thought not at all, especially uh, considering there has been, with the ziggurats, traps, things like that. Who's to say it's just in the ziggurats? They could have set a bunch of other stuff up now. So even getting some of that down would be super useful. And we do have the Holy Men of Gaul, so that could help with the Holy Fire. And all of that, maybe we, maybe we think of this more like... Uh, Disruptive, like you guys are saying. Yeah, if they don't mind going back behind enemy lines unseen, take a few things out, cause a distraction, hell, break some magic stuff while they're back there, yeah, that'll give it a good chance for everyone else to just rush up and do what they do. What do you think, Treasure? I think that's exactly a tactic that worked for us before already once. And uh, I'll relay that to L. That thinking the the assassins and saboteurs might be the the way to go okay. to, to disrupt. Okay. And also, if if she doesn't feel comfortable going, and she needs someone to lead them, I'll uh, I'll volunteer to lead them if she needs me to. I'm gonna leave that up to you as a as a uh, player and a character. Um, she will. You have a strong enough relationship with her that she will go um, but you are risking her in a low strength um, unit and yeah. so she may she may not survive the battle um, but I will give whatever I believe uh, commanders with this supplement do help and so mm -hmm. she would be in charge of, of the unit so, right. yeah. Mm. 
<sighs> I know what Ari I know what Ariel would do. <laughs> so do what Ariel would do? I would just say, uh Ellie, I don't I don't want you to get hurt. So I've trained with your men before. That's leaving them behind enemy lines. No. Ariel. You're so caring. Don't get too used to it. Oh, I won't. And just so we're clear, I'm going specifically because you asked me not to. Fantastic. You tell me that conversation would not go that. No, of course it would. That 110%. Yeah, yeah. But literally, you you were like, "Dad, don't go." And he's, of course, she's gonna be like, "I'm going." Yeah, all right. Dad, I wasn't. I wasn't before. I had. I had business. But you said not to, so I have to now. <laughs> I'm gonna lean over, lean over to Treasure. It's like, was that his ex? You see, that's a fine line of ex currently dating, future dating. We're not getting into that messy part. Thank you. Of course. Um. So yeah, so there's that. <laughs> God damn it, Cody. Um, I did upload the Strongholds and Followers book to see if that would help us in our adventure, in our efforts to, to piece these things together. Because we are getting to the end of the um, recruitment phase, right? I think you guys said you maybe had one other place to stop. Um, and where where was that again? Oh, the Black King. Yeah, the Black King. And even thinking about Cardian, it's like there is the professor that's there, but not sure how much he can help with. You would and be... Even, you even would, that bartender we talked to for the heist. Yeah, you would be trying to recruit mages out of Cardian, uh, spellcasters, which is not a bad idea. Um by by any means. So if you would if you want to do that, you absolutely can. Um, as for the Black King, um, you do have you have the opportunity to pick up a couple of dwarven units because um, he has he's got his own dwarven soldiers, House of Shields, uh, the remnants of uh, it's mostly the House of Shields, isn't it? You can also pick up some giants. Um, giants and dwarves are not a bad thing. They are not giants and giants and dwarves, giants and dwarves, giants and dwarves. Um, I do have a question, mm-hmm. and this is more on behalf of Saride, who, which Meg did not send this to me, but I would think that she would wonder about this. How would a Shanye feel about stepping in and fighting for his land? I know he's currently got, you know, his people that he's trying to take right. care of. All things considered. Yep. If you want, if you want to pull the refugees, um, the uh, he can we can build a unit out of the refugees. Because it is, I mean, it's one of those things the treasure would also sit there and think about. It is cruel because they only just escaped, but at the same time, some of them may really want to fight. This is their home. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 
Um, I will. Yeah, we'll build a we'll build a refugee unit. I'm not gonna make you roll for that. They're not gonna be terribly strong, but I am gonna build them. They'll be like levies. Um. So, oh yeah, I, I agree. I'll give them a high morale though, because they they're fighting for their home. That people that are fighting for their home fight harder. That's just precisely. That's why Treasure would sit there and think about it. This is your home. Yeah. And especially because Ashanye did technically leave on not necessarily the best terms. Right. Absolutely. Yes. I'd say let's skip Caradion. So that way we can focus on the Black King, the refugees, and just build that up because okay. that's going to be a lot of stuff right there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me see something. Uh, so... So really, I just need this thing to calculate cost. That's what I need. That's what this is doing for me. That sounds good. That's fine. Um, okay. Keep going. Um, so here's what I would like for the Black King, because you guys have strong uh, ties with him and what he needs is some sort of trade, right? He'll send soldiers. He's going to need something in return. Um, and you can, we can, what do you think you can kind of piece together? You know that, that the Mav, the Fae, and the Winter Court are pretty desperate. If it is an alliance between them in the future, um, that's something. Like, that's sort of the unspoken starting point for that. If you want to say it is also conditional for getting the rest, the, the next piece of Gyron's staff from the Republic, um, that's an option. Uh, what else? I'm trying to help you guys, like, think, think in terms. Yeah, those are going to be two things. Those are the two things that I was thinking of. The stuff with Gyron's staff... But uh, and that will definitely help between the, the Black King and the Republic. Mm -hmm. Definitely emphasizing, yeah, th the maps are going to need time to rebuild the Feywild. I mean, I know time's all fucky over there, but it's going to be a bit before they're in a better state to help out, right? But um, but I'm certain that he of all people understands that. Yes, yeah, he does. Um, right, of course. I mean, we understand the necessities of rebuilding, as it were. However, as the dragons you have reported continue to squabble amongst themselves. You know, it's kind of funny you mention the dragons. Eh? Because I'm thinking back to that, thinking back to that last escapade we had over in Caerdion uh, with that library, which. That'd still be a fun little expedition to head out to. Don't get me wrong. Right. Still got the jar with the bitch in it? The married? Aye. Yeah. Aye. She still had let go of that orb, has she? Of the dragon orb? 
I've put it someplace safe. Oh, so you already got that taken care of. I told Perfect. you I, I told you I would. I am a ruler of means and some no small abilities. It is a costly action, but it was one that I had insisted that I would accomplish for you. I meant no disrespect at all. It's just, it's been a weird. Tell Wait, her, how, my, long, my how, how long were we gone? A week, two weeks, a month? I am not allowed to say because at this point it is timey and or waymey. That is unfortunately. So, yeah, prob- so, probably better for my sanity that way. Right. I figured at the end that it'd be the best part for to determine exactly how long it'd be. Right. But that being said, uh, there's something else we've been hanging on to because we weren't too sure what to do with it. Something else we also got out of that library. And I'm going to pull out that blue dragon fang that we got. Oh, yeah. Blue dragon fang. Okay. The, the teeth of Dalvenar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, look. This, this weren't no... This, this ain't meant to be no disrespect. It's not that we didn't trust you. It's just that we didn't know if we were going to have to use this ourselves in case some shit went down when we were up in Draconopolis. It's like this was more of a we needed something to protect ourselves in case something big, bad, and scaly showed up. We needed something big, bad, and scaly ourselves. Mm-hmm. But considering everything that's going on, and I'll slide the tooth a bit across the table. Would this be a bit of a start to help get things rolling? Aye. Aye. This will be... This will be enough to start. The... um, Yeah, Tooth of Dalvinar. Did I tell you which one it was? I don't think I did. You did. It was Blue. tale number 17, Damn. Why the Sky Screams. Ah, oh yeah, it's literally the Blue Dragon thing. Oh yeah. Yep. When that. sown, it summons one ancient blue dragon. That is correct. When, it, when implanted, you gain immunity to lightning damage and vulnerability to thunder damage. That's right. That's right. This is, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this was uh, something that they were after around the same time as the orb. Mm. Uh, Treasure here managed to take it from them. Your resourcefulness continues to impress me. I don't mind saying. I can make use of this. So, uh. We also also still have that brass red... uh, dragon scale mail that belonged to oh that that damn I keep forgetting that prince's name like prince of uh fang fang and something fing and fang fang and foom I don't know that the black king knows well you did report to him what it was right yeah it's just Talroth of course no I I know Talroth's name I know yeah I I, that I know (laughs) I'm trying to remember if if the king would know, because without you guys having previously reported it to him, he would not have. But I think I think he does. Right. The Prince of Fang and Crow. Although I yeah, don't. Yeah, nothing. Yes. Um, 
Was that who that the scale mail was from? That was Ilvri Duros. No, it was Il- the scale mail was for Ilvri Duros. Right. But he worked for Prince of Fangaclaw. Right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's the dragon scale mail and the cloak of draconic webbing. Right. In case it was able to use it for something. It was made from Duros's scales and webbing. That's what it was. Absolutely. Um, all right. Useful. For sure. Um, so, with those as down payment, um, let's see. So that's an artifact. And... It's one artifact, one very rare, and one rare item. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go get a selling price for those out of Xanathar's. And downtime activity, selling magic item. Um. Okay. Roll me. A flat D20 for each of them. All right, I'm going to just get three D20s out and roll those. Yeah, sounds good. Well, damn. That's a 17, a 16. And a 15. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so, the artifact doesn't... Um, I can't scale it above legendary because, in theory, sell it, you can't sell an artifact. Like, it's just... It, it's priceless, essentially. Um, but, given the quick nature... Um, so... Artifact very rare and rare. Um, so for the pricing that we're looking at, I'm going to set it, let's just call it an even. Because most of the units we're paying for are in the singular thousands, not the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> um, so as to not throw the math completely out of whack. Let's call it 100,000 in units, in support. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll give you 100,000 in units and, um, you know, if, if you want another 50,000 in, uh, in support. So you can upgrade, like, you can give them heavier armor, heavier items, things like that um, as they're load out so that units can have better gear, I suppose. Um, is a good way to, to, to go about that. Um, because the dwarves, you can activate sort of the, 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 the Black King's forces will march to war. The dwarven war machine, and they'll, they'll pump up the, fu- the foundries and get the armories working, and they'll, they'll just start making, making armor and arms and, and, you know, a whole bunch of crazy shit for, for, for everybody. Um, which is, which is going to be great. Um, yeah. 
And so... Yep, I'm gonna have to... We're gonna... About to start reading the How Do I Build Units <laughs> moments. But that is... That is okay. Uh, that sound That sounds good. Um... Yeah, I mean those th those things are are absolutely worth. I mean that's a that's a that's a war campaign you just funded, which is essentially what you needed to do. Um. Hey. You look at the Black King, and you remember the young face of the previous Lord of the House of Shields, the thick black beard is perfectly tended and quaffed the braids adorned with adamantine uh, runic loops. And he strokes it before calling to his advisors. And the declaration of intent, the rally, the, the boldness fills the hall of the House of Shields with a thunderous sort of rolling cheer as dwarves and giants and refugees alike all begin to feel a swell of both pride and purpose. The bellowing of the horns echoes throughout the great halls and down into the tunnels through the mines. It's mirrored with the um, bashing of hammers and anvils. It is a chorus of a war to come. It is the overture, the prelude. And for the first time, perhaps ever, you see a genuine smile of excitement from the house, from the Black King. Um, there is a happiness in a dwarf to have a purpose, a happiness in a dwarf to work, a happiness in a dwarf to prepare for battle, and a happiness in a dwarf to strive for things that they believe in. And so, not since you had seen the Black King paraded down, down these streets has this place looked so alive. Well done. Um, all right, now let's figure out how to make units. <laughs> now, let's, now let's figure out how, that was a, that was a wonderful night of, of developing things. Let's figure out how to make that all happen. <laughs> um, that sounds good. Ancestry, power, toughness, no hit points, creating your own units. Using the following rules, you can create your own units. Start by picking a row um, from each of the following charts. As you go, write down the total for each stat. 
on blank unit template page. Remember that levies require no equipment rating or experience rating. Um, they are just levies. Defense and toughness both start at 10. Step one, ancestry. Right? So for anything that we don't know the ancestry for, we can maybe figure that. We'll make it up. Um, traits are going to be the big thing when it comes to those. And we have other charts that tell us ancestries, which is which is great. Um, so we may just want some blank unit numbers, and we'll do it. Fuck it. We're doing it by hand. Right? We're doing it old school. Um, and the traits have a cost. That's great. So the, tr the traits from the other books should also have a cost. That's easy enough to see. Sounds good. Green, regular season, veteran, elite, and then equipment increases power and defense. Experience increases attack. Uh, that is all good. And then you multiply that by the type of unit. Right? Okay. Calculating costs. Now that you filled out the card, all of its stats... Oh, we lost Punk. That's alright, I wouldn't want to do math with us either. Um, add up the bonuses to attack, power, defense, toughness. Double the total uh, bonus for morale. Then multiply this total by the cost modifier. Then multiply the cost modifier by the size. Multiply the result by 10. So that's it. That's how we, that's how we do it. Um, there it is. We figured out the cost modifier. That is, that is good to know. Um, so, here is the question. Can I just put, no, I cannot. Um, so those are going to calculate all the things that, if it already exists. So stuff for like making the Dwarven units, the calculator is going to be super great for us. Um, just pulling on other already made units, super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Um, the ones that I think are going to require some special attention are the, uh, our Dr. J. And what is the, what is the price point for him? Uh, Dr. J, that was like, uh, 2900 Yeah, all right. So we're going to call that 3000 I'm just going to make a big kaiju. I'll figure out how to do that. Um, just one gigantic kaiju. Here you go. <laughs> one gigantic kaiju. Um, so looking at what we have written down so far mm -hmm. from the Feywild, uh, two units from Winter, two units from Winter Citadel, one from spring, one from fall, zero from summer. Uh, Silver Flame. It was, so far at least, one tier two of knights or clerics, which I think Punk was working on. Okay. The Republic of the Black Gem, we have 2,600 points to play with, plus roughly about six to 7,000 gold to add for recruitment based on the what would have been our payout from the trip mm -hmm. to the forge. Okay. Um, Elemental Plane of Air and Serac, if Eric is available. Right. 
uh, 3,000 points from Dr. J, about 1,000 points from the hands, mostly assassins and saboteurs with a commander. Right. The Black King, 100,000 points in units, 50,000 points for support gear. And the Fey refugees, I don't think we got anything for yet, unless that's being mixed with the Black King. Um, let's call that mixed with the Black King. Okay, so that should be... Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Did anybody else hear that? No, I think that was everything, because we had decided not to go to Kerdai. Right. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I think at this point, do we want to continue to do this on stream or do we want to um, call it a night for the stream and then take some time and us dig into this book and uh, and see how to how to figure it out? Because um, I think I, I know I can figure it out, I'm, but I don't think it's going to be a great stream of me just reading the book for about 15 minutes and going got it i got it i figured it out this is this is what we need to do <laughs> well if anything one thing that we can do to get everyone else involved also yeah we can just like start like hey for this part what do we want to see from this kind of units yeah so get, start getting I, ideas of how many groups of dwarves right um, what would the Fae refugees have? Like, what kind of skills would they have? Exactly. Yeah. And I think picking traits is going to be a big, a big easy way for people to be involved in that. And, um, yeah. So I, I think that's going to be uh, an awesome, awesome way for people to participate. And we can take that to the chat, you know? And because um, it is definitely seeing all of the the bonuses by types of units and stuff like that and once people make some some of those decisions um i think the adding it up is actually not terribly difficult maybe tedious but not terribly difficult um so Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's let's call it a night. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for for some really fun little roleplay interactions. Thank you guys for being willing to jump around, do vignettes. Thank you for letting me uh, help you live your best daredevil dreams come true. I love a good Finally. I love a good homage uh, on board with it. Um, I yeah, I really enjoy this part of. Um, got the best name for tonight's stream. How to build an army in 10 easy steps. You know what, Tristan? Do it. I Do it. Let's, I'm, I'm on it. Honestly, name it that. Um, I'm on board. This has been a, this has been a fun night. It's been a relaxed night. It's been a very different night. So, um, thank you guys so, so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out who to raid, uh, before I close the stream because I'm, I'm learning, slowly maybe a little bit um i don't i don't actually know that i am but let's let's see if we can um 
Ooh, Twitch slays D&D. Maybe. They are having... Uh, or Ink and Liar. Hmm. Let's, um... Let's do... Ink and Liar. They're doing uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, uh, which is very Fae-focused. Or Twitch Slays D&D. They said The End. The Give Along and a Play Along. Giveaway. Backseat Gaming. That sounds weird. Sure. <laughs> Let's see what you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, Tristan. Uh, much, much love and appreciation. Stick around. Show these guys uh, a that we here at Rep love and support everybody and so we are gonna say good night we'll see you guys in just a few minutes uh and, and next week well friday hopefully we'll uh, we'll do something soon i'll be on stream i'm sure in no time uh but thank you guys so so much for hanging out we will see you guys next time but until then uh be cool